to Multiverse of Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Superman's Secret Identity. It was a four-issue prestige series uh, book written by Kurt Busiek with art by Stuart Immonen and letters by Todd Klein. And those letters look damn good. That they did. And just before, you were like, you weren't even aware this was an Elseworlds story? I got it from the library, like, some, like, freshman year in college, I think. Mm-hmm. Though I don't really read much DC, Luke. But what do you mean by, like, Elseworlds? Like, not realizing that it was Elseworlds? I just assumed it was, like, another Superman kind of, like, origin story book. Y- you quickly picked up that it was not actually another Superman origin story, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, it's weird how Clark Kent became Superman because he was inspired by the comics Clark Kent, and that's the canon origin of Superman. But yes, yeah, when I first read it, that's not what I... I or when I first started reading this, like, forever ago, I didn't realize this was an Elseworlds book. Yeah. If nothing else, it is a very, very, very pretty book. Oh, yeah. Like... Kurt Busiek and Stuart Eminem are artists at, like, the top of their game here. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is the start of our Soup Timber Month, where we're reading Superman stuff, except for the one week that we cover Exiles, which is going to be next week, because comics. And the premise here is that it's a world where Superman exists as a comic character, but not as a real person and this was sort of inspired by like superboy prime who was one of those characters who got worse the more he got used are you familiar with superboy prime Devin? i'm aware of him so it's pretty much this if he stayed a like petulant teenager and was not a good person and then eventually he got out of that reality, got into the main DC universe, uh, for a while got banished back to his own reality where he just argued with people on the superhero forums and, like, argued about himself in his own existence, and then eventually he got out and became, like, a Yellow Lantern in just weird comic stuff. That is weird. Like, Superboy Prime is the worst version of this story possibly possible. So in this universe, Clark Kent was born in Kansas to David and Laura Kent because they thought it would be really hilarious to raise a kid in Kansas named Clark Kent, which, would you do that? Maybe. Like, that was one of the things I was trying to figure out. I mean, I got a lot of Luke Skywalkers and use the Force Lukes and that sort of thing, but, like, there isn't really a Devon equivalent, is there? There's not. I don't know, it also depends. To me, they shouldn't have done it because they're not celebrities. Celebrities can get away with shit like that. Like how Nicolas Cage's son is straight up just named Kal-El. You knew that, right, Luke? Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure that he's getting away with it because he's a celebrity, but more because he is Nick Cage. Which is a different variety of celebrity that I'd say is distinct. Yeah, I mean, you also have your weird names like Apple and whatever the hell... Jay-Z and Beyonce just named their kids. Oh, yeah, Sir. That's a bad name. Don't be talking smack about Beyonce, Devin. I will. I, I felt like I made it quite clear last week. 
I don't remember <laughs> that. Oh wait, nope. Now I now it's coming back. Now it's coming back. I said the lemonade was an over overrated album. But that's also coming from your perspective as a white dude, or just person who enjoys music in general. Actually, I have no stake in this because I have not watched any of it. So, yeah, let's let's move on. Let's talk about things that are very good. So, pretty much as a result of being named Clark Kent and growing up in Kansas, everyone sort of expected him to be a Superman fan, so he just kept getting Superman toys every year, and people just, like, be giving him a bunch of crap about it. And he's just like, yeah, no, the one thing I'd want to have from, like, being Superboy is having friends or, like, a secret identity. Because, like, even when people are trying to be friendly with him, it, it just wears down on him being, uh, joked about all the time. And so in his free time, he likes to go out and hike and be under the stars to remember his place in the universe. Like how he's just one person on one planet in this vast cosmos. And one night he goes out and he sleeps and he wakes up to find himself flying. And he's, like purely ecstatic about this like I'm not doing Kurt Busiek's words or uh, Stuart Eminem's like images justice here like this is a book that I'd say you pick out because it's partially about the experience of reading it and the emotions that are conveyed oh yeah no it was a really good scene like in general this book is very very strong mm -hmm. and so, like, he's suddenly free for the first time, and his powers stay, so he just starts using them to make life easier, like, avoiding people who want to mess with him, and just getting out when he needs it, and he's just flying out further and further, while trying to keep everything on the down low. So he also, like, asks his parents if he was adopted, and his parents don't really give him an answer for that, and... As a result, he sort of starts disconnecting from people more and more until, like, he's flying one day and he sees the nearby town of uh, Hooperville, which had flooded, and he feels this call towards action to save people who needed immediate help, thinking that nobody's going to catch on, but the story ends up spreading quickly and this nearby town becomes a massive media circus. What, what would you do with Superman powers? You could probably just fly around. Like, would you not feel the uh, call to have to do good? Like, if I saw, like, an immediate issue, yes, but... I don't ever think I'd be like the people who, like, I'm going out on patrol tonight. What about you, Luke? I don't know, I'd honestly be the same way. I mean, I like the idea of the altruistic superhero who does good for the sake of doing good. But, like, the amount of commitment that is and the amount of time and... Like, as we've seen time and time again, the lack of reward or the things that can go horribly wrong, it it's a reasonable turnoff. And I think there's a level where it's like, it depends on what power set you're given. Like, you get if you sued can... so quickly, we'd all get sued. By DC Comics or by, like... By a criminal for assault. I played that first opening scene of uh, Persona 5, Luke. You try to help someone and then BAM! You're a criminal. The opening scene of Persona 5 is you robbing a casino. Oh, well the the first one that like starts off like the story. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I mean that person's an asshole. 
Agreed. Guess what this world is full of, Luke? Social links. We would be sued by someone pretty early on in the game. But then all you have to do is go as the Phantom Thief and change their heart. Whoa, spoilers, Luke. Haven't got there yet. Are you, like, actively playing Persona 5, or...? When I've been beat my other games, yes. Hmm. So, getting back to the story, Clark ends up getting messed up, and I, like, messed around even more because now there's rumors of a uh, Superboy flying around, and the girl who he likes ends up pitting him even more, so he decides to reach out to the writer who wrote about him first, Wendy Case, and he meets with her trying to keep his identity secret on the promise that she won't record him, and in exchange he wants her to look up some stuff about him, and she, like, gets an interview as part of uh, the work she's doing, and it comes out and she continues to interview him, and eventually her publisher wants him to go public and become famous, and because she's the face of this whole relationship, she wants even more from him so she can go on and do more research. But as things start to pick up more and more, he debates, like, going public. But then one night he goes to meet her. He finds a camera that she is going to use to record him. And he destroys it and leaves in a huff, pretty much saying, yeah, we're, we're not doing this anymore. And on the way back, he runs into some government planes, but tries to put it out of his mind. Like, oh, these people don't know who I am. So, on Halloween that year, he dresses up in one of the Superman costumes that he's gotten over the years and heads to the Pickensville Festival, planning to reveal himself to Cassie, the girl who he likes. But this massive gas man explosion goes off in the town, and so he starts to try and move to save people as a blur. You know, just like in Smallville the TV show. Except he is actually wearing the costume. Neither did I. I'd be hard-pressed to want to watch that show. I heard it was fine. Yeah, but it's more of, in this age of media, do I really want to block out that much of my time to watch a TV show that's just fine? I haven't even touched the new Twin Peaks stuff. And also, I feel like it wouldn't hold up. Yeah. Because actually, that's the way I felt when I was watching Inhumans, was if Inhumans came out, like, it feels like one of those 80s or 90s science fiction shows mm-hmm. it's like if it had come out at that time maybe i think it would be better but it's just too little too late yeah it came out now and it's just like oh it feels dated yeah it's less game of thrones than it should be yes well and i mean it's game of thrones on network tv yes that too So he's out saving lives, and he finds that Cassie, the girl who he likes, is trapped inside a building, and he goes to save her, and as he's lifting up this immense, like, metal piece, he gets caught by the media, and Miss Case reveals that she had been the one who set off the gas main explosion to try and draw him out. So he fakes that he loses his strength to basically defame her and to throw out the suspicion. She gets sent to psychiatric evaluation, and Cassie thanks Clark. But she's meanwhile with Mark, the guy who mostly picks on him, who's also, like, a big Superman fan. And Clark decides that he'd rather be able to keep things quiet, so he decides to not go public. And meanwhile, the government had looked into him, but they didn't find anything suspicious about him. And so time passes, 
and Clark ends up in New York working at the New Yorker magazine and he still goes out and helps people and he's like taken up wearing the Superman costume that way people won't believe that they were actually saved by Superman just because who would believe that Superman would save you in a world where Superman doesn't exist which I like that part no I agree it's a smart move this is in the same vein as how um, Bill Murray goes around New York City and puts his hand over people's eyes and says, guess who? What? Yeah, that's like a whole thing. Yeah, Bill Murray goes around and put, and like when people are just sitting like on park benches, he'll put his hands over your eyes and say, guess who? And when they turn around, he goes, and no one will ever believe you. That's so creepy, Bill Murray. But it's also classic Bill Murray, and it's also like a type of thing that he can kind of get away with. He is, like, old grandpa figure enough. Yeah. But, like, that's a fine, fine line, Bill Murray. It is. But people then see it's Bill Murray, and it's just like, oh, this is great. So, and then he also shows up at, like, and, like, crashes uh, people's kickball games in Central Park, apparently. Well, that's, like, more acceptable, but, like, I was listening to the, uh... Exiled episode where Gorilla Man tries to, like, pretend that he is a Peter Parker clone, and just talks to a woman who's like in the movie theater, and it's like, no, oh, that's, you all that's... made it that way. You all made it that way. <laughs> James was shouting things. I believe Jenna Bree was shouting things. Listen, I'm the person who's listened to it more recently. You got called out for it being creepy, even if you didn't intend for it to be creepy. Yeah. If we had just played it off as normal, it would have been fine. (laughs) And now look at Gorilla Man, who has gone down a dark, treacherous course of being a pickup artist. (laughs) Which, once again, also James's fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you didn't put up any uh, resistance to... uh, us making up facts about Wendigo. Yeah. All the bad things that happened to Gorilla Man are James's fault. I didn't even say them. James said them. <laughs> is that why he wants a Logan's run? Well, that's just my dream future, Luke. Oh, that whole thing was what was Gorilla Man's dream future. Yeah, dream we future. share the same dream, Luke. So then why did you say that that was yours and not that was Kim's? Because we share the same dream, Luke. (laughs) Oh, spoilers, or, yeah, sort of spoilers for Exiles, but I have a feeling there's a lot of people who listen to this who don't listen to Exiled, and a lot of people who listen to Exiled who aren't even aware of this. Probably. So Clark gets caught in by his boss to do some more writing because she sees him as having an interesting voice because he's like very disconnected from the world and he ends up also getting an offer for a book. And so his co-workers invite him out to party and it turns out that they also invited a a woman named Lois to go on a date with him which he's used to along with also going on dates with Lana's and a cat Grand which I found funny. Poor Clark. Mm-hmm. Though, like, I think it's probably because there are not too many Leia's that I haven't gotten, like... And also, I don't have friends who try and set me up with the dates to try and, like, set me up on a date with a Leia. 
But his name is also Clark Kent, Luke. Your name is not Luke Skywalker. Yep. Your it's name not is even Luke Hare. Yeah, it's not even Luke Skywalker. And also, I mean, why would they set you up with Leia's? That's gross and creepy, Luke. Good point. It's almost as creepy as like those weird Star Wars family stick figure stickers, where it's like the dad is a Darth Vader and the mom is a Leia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those things could have used several more rounds of uh, review. I agree. I understand why they did it, because Leia's more iconic than Padme, but still. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Padme and a uh, Anakin after uh, the Badlan Mustafar before he's put into the Vader suit. Yeah. Then two clones, and also the Padme is dead, and there's the medical droid hovering with the two babies in its arms. That's what those should be. Get it right, nerds. But yeah, uh, this Lois is not a Lois Lane. She is uh, Lotus Chowdhury. And uh, she's gotten frustrated because she's gotten set up with the Clarks before. So there, there, it makes sense. It makes sense. You set up a Lois and a Clark. Or... New Adventures of Superman? Mm-hmm. With Terry Hatcher? And, and Dean Kane. Yeah. Who would later go on to compete in Dancing with the Stars against everyone's favorite, James Vanderbeek? Yes. And who would also return to be Supergirl's dad in the Supergirl TV show. Yeah. Media! Uh, but yeah, Clark goes to uh, actually talk to Lois and they get dinner together and like eventually they start to like fall in love with one another and he starts to feel bad as this relationship develops because she knows a lot about him but he hasn't revealed that he is Superman so he realizes that he has to tell her the truth if he wants to feel good and like move on which is a good mature thing to feel it's a lot better than like cw shows dealing with that sort of emotion what yeah it's always healthy emotion in the cw shows luke yep with your friends yeah i got through legends of tomorrow this year and i thought the flash about a season and a half ago Yeah, I just got no more time. I lost all of my time. Oops, no time. And then I fell off a of Supergirl about a season and a half ago. Yeah, I, I, I can't blame you too much. I mean, the shows sort of lose their drive and lose their... Like... Yep, yeah, I'd say they lose a lot of their drive and their reason to stay around. I'd rather have shorter seasons that tell more diverse stories as opposed to longer seasons that sort of just have to putter around Mm -hmm. and not change a lot of stuff. So after making the uh, decision, he sees this uh, capsized boat, but it turns out to be a trap by the government and he gets knocked out uh, by drugs. And he keeps fading in and out of consciousness and hearing something about meteors until he is finally completely lucid. And 
he gets up, he sees like all of these dead bodies, and he runs out, leaving the base in flames, and he gets struck then with like this uncertainty of what to do for about four days with information about like 12 other people who the government was looking into and he's afraid that the government is still after him so he ends up getting glasses but he's still even more punchy and he's even more punchy so Clark ends up signing a contract for his first book and they have this big celebration party for it but Clark is distracted and Lois thinks that it's related to all the work that he's been doing on the book but he hasn't really been working on it at all and as everything's making him more and more paranoid he wants to like break up and avoid her but he's also going to refuse to uh, like stop saving people and he wants to find ways that he can keep doing good but he's also just horrified about what the government's trying to do to him which you know it's a good dilemma uh-huh and so he finally shows up to Lois's apartment with a, a picnic basket for a rooftop apology picnic. And he's like absolutely certain that he wants to be with her. So he picks her up and has her unbutton his shirt, revealing a Superman costume. And then he has her look down because they're flying. And he reveals everything to her. And she tells him everything about herself. And they're good. They've like got a mature relationship and it's good to see that and so time passes again and Clark is now like a full-fledged adult he's willing to uh, let most of the Superman jokes slide Lois is an environmental designer who's globetrotting around the world and Clark is still an author working on his dream home in Maine and Lois ends up sending him a uh, Superman family birthday card as a greeting to check in and say that she's on her way home and we get to see more of this world that Clark's built for himself. Like, he has a, a tunnel that lets him uh, go out and be Superman, which was something that was from the old Supergirl comics. Like, it's built into this tree, and then it goes out and picks up in another area. And so there's one spot that he always leaves from to trick the government to think that he's coming in from Boston. And in the meantime, he's been working to ensure that supplies are properly deployed in Harare, Africa. And he's been trying to non-aggressively stop the uh, wars that have been going on over there. And uh, he just generally enjoys having fun uh, messing with the people who are trying to track him down, but he's still suspicious. And so a few weeks later, the house is finally done. Lois returns from work. And she has to spell out that the uh, Superman family card she sent was because she is pregnant and Clark is, like, ecstatic about it at first. And then, like all good people, he starts to have all of these questions about, like, what's going to happen to the kids and, like, are they going to have powers? And, like, is the government going to keep coming after them? Which are reasonable questions. And so he wants to find out more about where he got his powers from, and he doesn't really find anything more. And as, like, time passes, he finds out that Lois is going to have twins. Clark is able to get a multi-book deal, but he worries still that, like, the government's going to come after him. And then he remembers that he's not alone, and, like, he can sort of get through it. And he considers stopping being Superman altogether, but Lois convinces him not to. And so he decides he's going to try and talk to the government, 
who had laid this like really obvious for him trap at the Hoover Dam. He gets brought down, but he's able to stay safe, and he ends up meeting for the first time with Agent uh, with Agent Malloy, and he offers his services in emergencies, but the military continues to attack, so he pushes through everything and is able to escape, and he hears that the government still wants to catch him. So as the birth of the twins gets closer, he leaves a note from Malloy to meet with him and starts like leaving these little things. That way the government is going to be pushed to have Malloy talk to him. Like he swaps out the uh, guns for butter and he uh, like replaces a bunch of private government documents in the uh, president's meeting with uh, Superman comics and he even like swaps out the video for the president's speech with old Superman cartoons. And so Malloy is forced to meet him on Superman's terms at the Washington Monument and he gets to talk about how he could have been like doing damage or hurting people and he doesn't want to do that he just wants to save lives and if they're going to be like working together the government needs to earn his trust and the government keeps their promise they start working together slowly with superman helping people out but uh eventually it's time for lois to give birth to the twins and as lois is giving birth he gets called in and lois is understanding he has to take down Olmec Don, which is a South American terrorist organization. So he takes them out as Lois is giving birth. And he has to like wait for the army to do it. And he is frustrated because he could have done this any time. But he had to do it at the right time to help influence the election. And so he has missed the birth of his two daughters. And he promises to both keep them safe and to not give them comic book names. So we see another time skip ahead and Clark's daughters Carol and Jane are now grown up and they like to give him Superman gifts to mess with him because they sort of picked up that uh, sense of humor that he didn't have. And Clark goes out on Christmas night when they're visiting and flies up to listen for any signs of distress and it's quiet. And so as he comes back down Lois greets him and he reflects on how he's now getting weaker as he's turned 57 and he's unable to do anything to stop like he mentions how he flew towards the sun and he just got a really really good tan and he looks at these scrapbooks of his life that he's had and he reflects until Malloy calls and they've been working for a while and they've gotten to know each other a bit but Clark still doesn't feel that he can fully trust Malloy but they've needed him less and less and Clark wonders if they've got more powered people who are working with them and the research that Clark has been doing seems to hint at this. And he found out that the meteorites that landed around the time of his birth likely changed him but he's unable to verify and he figures that it's fine since his daughters have never seemed to have powers. Later when he's dealing with a tornado in South Australia though he finds that someone is actually able to stop the tornado itself and he sees two shapes and here's two young women nearby and he tells Lois who wants to talk to the daughters to find out if it is them and Clark stops her because he wants to let them make their own decisions like he was able to but she is able to convince him to at least like leave stuff out so they invite him for a uh, like evening in and Clark leaves out his Superman journal and then in the morning they leave and Clark doesn't look to see if they touched the journal or not 
because he wants to trust his children, which is, like, a good, responsible thing to do in this case. Later on, Clark gets a call about a train, and as he's, like, struggling to handle it, his daughters show up in their own Superman costumes, and they help, and they just talk about how they got their powers as teens, and they've been careful, and as time goes on, they start to work together every now and then. And so we have, like, another time skip, and Malloy is retiring. He reveals that he's known Clark's identity for a while, but he's now destroyed the trail, and he lets them know that he appreciates the work that they've done together, and they part ways with Malloy promising that Superman's not going to get called in anymore at all. And time passes again, and Clark is now very old. Superheroes are operating freely all over the world, and he even has grandkids named uh, Clark and Jimmy. And as Clark prepares to publish his final book on the research of superheroes that he's done, minus his family, he realizes that, you know, he ended up getting his own secret identity after all. And it's just very, very good. Like, I like how the... I like how the ending art feels very Alex Rossian. Yeah. Like, they skip... Like, they, uh... Like, they switch styles a few places, but it always works to invoke, like, very, very certain feelings. Mm -hmm. No, the art worked really well in this series. Yep. It, It is very good. It's a soothing comic, which is nice. Like, it's very low-key. Oh, agreed. But you know what isn't low-key? Low-key? Uh, we've got questions. (gasps) So, uh, scrolling down to the bottom... So the first question we have is from Xavier Files, who wants to know, when are you covering the Mangaverse? Because I have questions to ask about it. Uh, I responded to that question already. You responded, not sure, we will eventually, for my quest to cover all the Spider-People for Spider-Verse. Yeah. And the Mangaverse is weird, it's like the Marvel Noir universe, where apparently a bunch of the stuff is connected, but it's not actually connected. Yeah. No, the Mangaverse actually heard is a little bit more connected than the Noir one. Okay. The Noir one's not really connected. With the exception of, like, Wolverine and the X-Men stories. Uh, JJJ Bugle News, who is J. Jonah Jameson, asks, Why do these masked fiends think the press isn't going to use their hard-hitting journalism skill to discover these secret identities? Probably because you have too many viruses on your computer, Jameson, because you clicked the link to see how to make money at home. Also, Jameson, uh, Superman does not wear a mask, so you're burnt. To which he replied, the mask is a metaphor. Uh, Your excitable bud, who is strictly worse on Twitter, wants to know, I like most of the story, but really not into government soups. Why do you think Busiek went that way? Uh, that's... I like government soups. I like authoritarian control. I think this isn't really government soups. This is Superman who works alongside the government but doesn't actually work with it. It's not like a Dark Knight Superman. He's willing to do what he needs 
being aware that in a world where he is sort of the first existing superhero in a lot of ways, he has to make some allowances. That way they'll stop hunting him because it's as much a way to protect himself and protect his family as it is to allow him to keep doing good without causing a lot of problems. Yes. I was going to say, I think it was a smart choice on his part, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael B., who is at Not Really Robot, wants to know, there are a lot of Superman reimaginings. Does Secret Identity have enough to distinguish it? Yes, and that it's not really a Superman reimagining. It's yeah. a weird Superman story. And uh, that's sort of the... Uh, into the questions that we got thank you for sending those you can send them into at multiversal q if there's also universes that you want us to cover you can do that and if you enjoy the podcast that we do uh you can consider donating on patreon where we do things like talk about movies and we also have an episode that's going to be going up this week where we sort of talk about a lot of our schedule for next year in terms of what we're going to be covering but now it's time for our famous segment trials of the multiverse are you ready Devin? i'm ready so i really really like i really really like superman secret identity oh me too i would rank it very highly uh how do you feel about it compared to daredevil end of days Uh, it's slightly better than that i like it more than marvel 2099 i think it's definitely more consistent so then we get to Punisher Archie. I don't know. Is it better, Luke? <sighs> I... How do we have Punisher kill Daredevil as number three? Oh, because that was a damn good book, Luke. Okay, that's right. I... I think we can put it right above Punisher Archie, right under Punisher Kill Daredevil. Okay. So, Earth, question mark, Superman, secret identity, which brings our list of alternate universes up to 452. Dang, son. We've ranked a lot of things and we probably don't remember most of them. Oh, for sure. Just so many dang comics. So many comics. Uh, So next week we're taking a brief break from the Soup Timber celebration as we are tackling the next run of Exiled along with the Exiles annual. And then... Wait, why do we have What If Doom Became a Hero this month in Soup Timber? The most high holy of Superman days. Because you only made September, September, way after the fact. And by that, I mean yesterday. In my defense, we did have two other Superman stories in that month, and September sounds like a very good thing. I'm not saying it doesn't, I'm just saying you were the one who did it as of yesterday. (laughs) Well, we'll move that later on. Uh, and we'll find another Superman story to uh, cover the week of the 17th. How does that sound, Devin? Sounds good. Uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Multiversal Q, your weekly guide to the comic book multiverse. 
Now in podcast form. And Devin, if people want to find you, where can they find you at? You can find me online at Fredo Fettas, F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, or at LukeHair.com, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R. And we are actually sponsoring a Destiny 2 release event, so if you are in the Pickerington, Ohio area, at the uh, Taylor Square GameStop, I'm going to be there representing the podcast and running my famous pop quiz trivia, where people have to drink bad flavor pop or answer trivia questions that are very, very complicated to avoid having to drink bad pop. And I think that about wraps us up. Multiversal Q, you can find more about us at multiversalq.com, where we also have image galleries. And uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us. And if you also want to be helpful, please like email us about uh, where you're doing those reviews. Uh, that's it for this week. Until then, this one's for Hank. Peace.